Hey friend, if you're an Email Templates 101 owner, be sure to log in and check out the 2024 updates and brand new templates in your course. You'll find a new active listing seller check-in template as well as a new offer delivery template for your sellers, plus lots of fine tuning to the other existing templates. Don't have Email Templates 101 yet? Grab yours now at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash courses. Walkthroughs is when I really learned in life that clean is a subjective designation. <laughs> Look guys, this is to make sure that the house is still here before we sign papers. Right. Refrigerator, washer, dryer, oven, dishwasher, doorknob. You've been burned. Right. I'm spackling holes eight months pregnant yes. because I've got to get you to close. Right. I do have two or three cleaning ladies that I keep on speed dial. <laughs> right. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. How are you? I'm great. Wonderful. It is episode number 207. Walkthrough. Okay. We're just simply going to walk through today. Okay. Um, you know, this is one of those parts of the process that we've not talked about specifically. Yeah. But it's come up. Mm-hmm. We've Obviously. just never dedicated a whole episode to I it. I think it needs a whole episode. Yeah. Because it's such a vital part of the process that some people skip. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. So let's start with the basics. What is a walkthrough? Our purchase agreement reads that you have within five days of closing to go do your final walkthrough. It's really just to make sure the house is in the same or better condition mm -hmm. as when you made your offer. Right. It is to check for repairs. It is to check to make sure that everything that you agreed upon to stay is there and that all the terms of the contract have been met. Okay. I assume everywhere they do a walkthrough. I would hope so. Is a walkthrough a time to do an, an additional inspection? No. And lately, I mean, I get that. I've been having more and more buyers bring the inspector to the final walkthrough. If they're checking repairs, I think this is acceptable, but it is not a time to open a new can of worms by doing additional inspections. Right. Your due diligence has passed. So even if you found something at that point, if it was the same as it was during your inspection period, you can't now ask for the repair. Right. Now, if the AC stopped working, mm -hmm the seller has to make it into the same condition it was in at your original inspection. Right. And your original time you wrote the offer. But it, it is kind of a delicate situation. Would you bring an inspector with you? No. Yeah. No. And how's it going with the ones that are bringing an inspector with them? I feel like they usually find something to nitpick about. Yeah. Even if it's a repair that we agreed to and provided a receipt for. They don't like the it. The inspector will kind of make a fuss about it or... And I think that's where... Because to me, like, I'm a very... Like, it's either yes or no. Black and you white. You know, black and white person. So, if you have a receipt from a company it's that been done. shows that it was done, there's really nothing to further discuss. Right. Unless... There is something new. Right. Then we're literally checking how they did the repair. Yeah. 
And that's why I do tell my buyers it is best to ask for money. Money, always money. Instead of repairs. If you want to go back and listen to any of our inspection episodes. The due diligence episodes. Yes. um, Those would be good ones on how to handle, how to write a repair request. Because you have to be so specific. Right. Because sellers will do a repair differently than a buyer. Right. And you have to be making that repair request, thinking ahead to the walkthrough and the closing. And how do we actually get to the closing table? If I ask for 20 nitpicky things, the seller says yes, but then they do them themselves. It's an ugly repair. It's not done to your liking. All of a sudden, maybe the list of 20 things is only worth 500 bucks. Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden, it's becoming a major problem that's going to hold up closing or potentially cost the whole deal. Yeah. Have you ever had one fall through at a walkthrough? Um, Not at a walkthrough, but I've gotten really close. I've had more than one buyer who was like, I will not go. And here's the other thing. You really have people over a barrel at this point, because Mm -hmm. even if it's your buyer and the seller has done something wrong, the buyer just says, well, you didn't do it. I'm not going to go to closing. And Mm -hmm. you've got to get them to closing. So when I, we're going to look at this, I guess, from both angles. When I'm representing the buyer, I want to make sure that everything's done the way they asked it to be done and that they're happy, but I'm not going to let them go to closing with loose ends, right? Right. So it's got to be sorted out if there's something they're unhappy about, because that's the only time that you have leverage. Once you sign the papers, whether the seller says, oh yeah, I'll come back and handle that later or not, you don't have any leverage after you close. Right. We're talking about a legal proceeding at that point to get them to do something. And especially if they just said it verbally. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, no, I want it in writing. I want it done. This is the last time that we have any leverage. As the listing agent, I want to make sure that my seller is doing all the things they said they were going to do, or I would res- prefer them give money. Right. Like, and I will convince my sellers and my buyers of that. It's just a lot easier because money is black and white. Same. Yeah. Either you gave the $500 or you didn't give the $500. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean, oh, you repaired this piece of wood and the paint doesn't match and now we're mad. Especially when it is something a little bit ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Like, I always think back to, you know, the stucco incidents I have had. Yeah. You can replace it. You can repair it. You can patch it. You mm-hmm. can paint it. Like, there's so many different ways and every way is going to look a little bit different. And so money in a situation like that is just is what it is. Something like having the HVAC cleaned and serviced to me, I feel comfortable asking for that because a AC company has to come out and give a receipt. Right. And I tell my buyers, look, if you have any problems after closing, call the AC company that the sellers used. You know, that's who this would kind of fall under. Yeah. It just puts it. But if it's something that a seller could do, Right. I'm like, no, let's just ask for money. I think that happens too with like electrical issues. It's either like the light switch works or it doesn't. There's a GFCI outlet or there's not. Like I feel like with a receipt and an actual just testing the thing, it's done. Right. There's not like it's kind of working. Like there's room for interpretation. Yeah. Because you can't put anything back into its original condition. Mm -hmm. So it is a little bit of a fine line. It's always more like the rotten wood, a crack in the stucco, something that can be repaired or like a a leak in a pipe. Well, yes, it's not leaking now, but maybe it's covered in foam or they've done something weird. Mm -hmm. There's always something in the attic where it was like, you know, a vent wasn't connected. And then the way they connected it was, 
yeah, it was connected, but it wasn't the way it should have been. Like, right. Ugh. Right. Um, okay. So we know what it is. When do, nine? you told us what the purchase agreement says, but when do you like to go do a walkthrough, your final walkthrough? It's tough because I really do like to do them right before closing. I because know. You kind of want to see it at the last minute possible before you sign everything. Yeah. But if there's an issue that could hurt you. So I kind of, it really depends on the house for me. Yeah. So if it's a vacant house and we weren't asking for repairs, I usually like to go before closing. Like maybe even the morning of closing or the night before. Mm -hmm. Um, Because... I'm not, it was vacant when we saw it the first time. We didn't ask for repairs. We got money. There really shouldn't be anything right there. But if it's a situation where we need to check repairs or I have a very nervous picky buyer or I have a dad that's coming and going to critique everything, I would like to go at least two days before. Yeah. But I do like to wait until the sellers are out have yeah. moved out. Yes. Like if they say, oh, well, the sellers are still boxing up things. Just look around. I'm like, no, I'll just wait till it's empty. Empty is important. Yes. Sometimes hard to do if there's an occupancy situation. Um, but in most cases, that's the same. I would want to do my final walkthrough within 24 hours. Yeah. So typically afternoon before, morning of. Do mm-hmm. you want to leave the least amount of time possible for something to change? Yes. You can't go four days in advance and just assume that it's going to be okay at closing. You don't know. You haven't been there that recently. But I do agree. If you have a long list of repairs that there is room for interpretation, maybe you've almost got to do two walkthroughs. Yeah. Maybe you've got to go check repairs a week out mm-hmm. if they're done. And Kazar says you have to have them done five days out, right? Mm-hmm. So you can go then. And then you go right before morning of, like just to make sure nothing flooded or like yes a pipe didn't burst there wasn't a storm in the area a tree limb i've had tree limbs yes (laughs) i've heard people have um like they they moved they took i had this myself moved they took the refrigerator they didn't cap off the water Mm. line and so there's water everywhere from the refrigerator or they unhooked the washing machine and that started leaking like sometimes things can happen because you've moved right So you really do want to check it really close to closing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that takes care of the win. I think, again, you can maybe do twice if you've got to check a lot of repairs. I agree. You want to go when the sellers are gone or moved out. I also tell my buyers, especially if we're showing a house that is really nicely decorated or staged, Mm -hmm. because sometimes when they see it empty and sparse the first time with just like a couple nails on the wall and dust. I don't love it anymore. Yeah. I'm like, listen, when we come back for the final walkthrough, none of this decor will be here. Right. So... Sometimes the final walkthrough is like exciting and sometimes they feel a little like nervous and disappointed. Yeah, like, mm. yeah. and so it's if it's an occupied home that looks really good furnished, I do try to remind them of that during the home inspection. Yeah. Like, look, when we come back, it's going to be empty. I think another thing I like to do in a walkthrough is get there a minute or two early and get in there and turn on all the lights. Mm-hmm. There's nothing worse than walking into a vacant house that's dark and dreary. And you're right. All of a sudden you're like, I don't have the warm and fuzzies like I did before. Yeah, now it's empty. At least open the windows and turn on the lights. Mm-hmm. And that way it's like, oh, all right, you know, we're alive. This house mm-hmm. is alive. Um, which brings me to another important point. When it comes to my sellers, there are things that I'm reminding them. The utilities 
have to be on yes. all the way until closing, especially if the wa- I mean, legally in our contract, that's the way it's written. You can, the buyer can say, I don't want to close if the utilities are not on. Right. Because they need to be able to check. Is everything still working? If the utilities aren't on, how can I check? Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of reminders along the templates, right? Yeah. Telling the sellers, leave your utilities on. I had a situation this year where a young first-time home buyer, I had the listing, so mm-hmm. I had the seller. And we were under contract, past inspections, past appraisal, and the buyer's agent called me and was like, he is not comfortable with his monthly note yeah, and he wants know. to cancel. Like, no. Um, it, it, long story short, he didn't because I let them know that we would be pursuing legal action because it was just a few days before closing. Yeah. But when I went to get my... Um, my sign a few days before closing because I was in the area, I noticed that the electricity had been turned off and I did not want them to know Yeah, because I didn't want to give him any kind of possible out. Right. Like technically the purchase agreement reads utilities have to stay on until closing. They're not. I don't have to close. I'm not closing. Thanks. Thanks for giving me that out. If you have a nervous buyer that's looking for an out, mm-hmm. the walkthrough is is very stressful. Very stressful. <laughs> I find the walkthrough to be far more stressful than the inspection. When I'm the buyer's agent, I'm usually not too worried about it. Yeah. Because I know that my buyers are usually not trying to get out of it. Yeah. And I can handle most we can if there is something wrong at this point we'll figure something out yeah but as a listing agent when i see the final walkthrough has been scheduled i get a little nervous okay do you give your seller any reminders or like what are you telling your sellers yeah so i ask my sellers to please have the house professionally cleaned yeah i know that it's like two three hundred bucks maybe but It'll help you and me and them and Mm -hmm. everyone will be much happier. Yeah. Our purchase agreement basically just states that it has to be free of trash and debris and like swept. Which is not clean toilets. No, that's not clean, clean. Um, But I think that it just makes for a better. So I asked them to make the buyer's final walkthrough, Mm -hmm. you know, exciting for them. Let's have it nice and clean. Right. Let's make sure that if there was anything that happened with the walls, that we go ahead and address that while you were moving. Maybe leave them a little note on the counter with some information that they would need to know about the neighborhood, Mm -hmm. neighbors, alarm codes, and things like that. Right. Anything that they can walk in and go, wow, this is so helpful. Yeah. Um, That's kind of what I ask them to do. You get a lot of questions from sellers about things like nails in the wall, you know, whole, Mm -hmm. like, things like that. You know, what, what has to stay, what goes. The nails in the wall, this is, I say this a lot, or the cleanliness. I'm like, how would you want to find, you're moving. How do you want to find the house you're going to? Mm-hmm. Leave this house like that. Sometimes it'd be like, well, the house I went to didn't clean and it was gross. I'm like, but wouldn't you have How'd preferred- that make you feel? Right. So we're not going to be that person. Mm-hmm. You know, two wrongs does not make the right. Um, and I also, walkthroughs is when I really learned in life that clean is a subjective designation. <laughs> right. Some people probably thought that that was clean. Right. Other people, I mean, I've had clients that were like military and they were like- for their walkthrough, they swept their attic oh when they my were gosh. the seller. Wow. They swept the attic, like the walkway was sw- like she kept a very tight ship. Mm-hmm. But clean is subjective. So right. 
What? You could have eaten off the floor at her walkthrough. Yeah. Around the corner, someone else thinks they have cleaned and it is like, not clean. No, Mm-mm. no, this is not clean. So I just have to also remind my buyers clean is subjective. Yes, they're required to remove trash and debris, but we they're not required to professionally clean, make sure the toilets, you're going to have to expect to clean. It is a house that you are buying that has been lived in. Mm-hmm. So I think setting the expectation is really important. If they have a ton of pictures hanging on the wall and they look great while you're there for the showing, I know. they may not look great when the photos aren't there for the final walkthrough and there's either patches or nails. Let me tell you this. When we sold our last house, we'd been there two years. We built it. So we're the original owners. We had pictures everywhere. That's how the buyers saw it. I am, you know, picturing myself as how I would want to be as a buyer and what I've seen in my business. And we patched every hole and touched it up with paint. And when they came in for the walkthrough, because they were unrepresented. So I was there. They came in. They're like, you did have stuff on the walls, didn't you? And I'm like, wow. Yeah. And they're like, wow, it looks like the house is brand new. And I'm like, that's what I want you to feel like. Like, Yeah, I want you to feel that it looks nice. You. I don't want you to walk into work. I want you to be like, I'm so excited to take this over from you. Uh, So I do have two or three cleaning ladies that I keep on speed dial (laughs) right? because of emergency situations. And sometimes it's like it's not that bad. Mm -hmm. Or if I don't have a great closing gift for them, at the closing table, I'll say, hey, my cleaning lady is coming this afternoon. That She's is gonna a great clean closing gift. It's a great closing gift. Yeah, I love that. So I always have them there as just sort of, you know, they know it, yeah. it could be at a moment's notice and one of the three of them can usually Hopefully. get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just makes it so worth it. Yeah. You, know? you want the buyer to have a positive experience. I also like to remind my seller that you have to mow the lawn. That comes up more than I would like to. Yeah. And I'm like, have you mowed the lawn? You have to mow the lawn, especially if they've moved a week or two before. Maybe they've taken the lawn. I'm like, you have to call a lawn service. Someone has to mow the lawn. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is packing. Like, did you clean out the attic? Mm-hmm. Did you take the stuff in the storage room? I, For whatever reason, don't you find that sellers think they're doing you a service by leaving you all this junk in the in storage, the storage room? room yeah. Here's all my old paint cans and all my old bug spray and all my old (laughs) i get that you don't want to move that but you can't just assume that that the buyer wants that especially if it's an old crusty paint can (laughs) i don't think it's going to work anymore right like did you really like it's that is inheriting trash Mm -hmm. and but i also have to prepare my buyers hey it's typical for sellers to leave a lot of things in the storage room that belong to the house yes oh well here's some leftover tile yeah, thanks. What are we going to do with it? here? Yeah. I've had more times than I like to admit. Here's a package of shingles. <laughs> shingles? What if you ever need them for a roof leak? I guess that's what they're there for. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you, Mrs. Efficiency, and I, that doesn't keep a lot, I would think, would be like, I don't want this pack of shingles. Yeah. The first thing I actually did when we were moving is I had them empty the storage room. It wasn't our stuff. So much stuff. It was just super old paint that I was like, I don't. Rusty tools. I couldn't even read what the names were. Exactly. So keep that in mind. Remind your sellers that we don't want anyone to inherit their trash. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Let's talk about what exactly happens while you're in the walkthrough. What exactly does Alyssa do? I walk in, have all the lights on. I do try to get there early and I 
say, I remind them, look, guys, this is to make sure that the house is still here right. before we sign papers. Right. Is the refrigerator washer dryer here if we ask for it? What about the window treatments? You know, right. I actually just went through a walkthrough last week and the window treatments and the hardware was gone. And um, she said, "My buy." I said, "What would you like to do about that?" And she said, "Well, I really didn't care for the curtains. I was planning on removing the curtains, but not having hardware is like the curtain rods. Hard, yeah. That is not exciting for me." Yeah. So we ended up getting like two hundred and fifty dollars. She was happy with it. And yeah. It was fine. I had a story of my listing. Okay. We had a. T- it was on the market for a while, several years ago. Finally, we get the thing closed. The buyer is a nightmare. It's just difficult. My lady is like a recent divorcee. She's like, I just have to sell this house. The buyer is the worst. The buyer wants like, (laughs) went on and on and on about repairing the, 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 the tub, the jacuzzi tub. Oh my gosh. We had to spend hundreds upon hundreds of dollars to finally figure out she just wasn't pushing the button right like there was some really silly thing going on and when we finally got it going she didn't like something else about it and we're like what is the deal with this jacuzzi tub she was like well i mean when i take people on a tour i I mean i want them to see everything like are they getting in the jacuzzi tub how many people are touring your house like the logic was so weird well then so she had been nothing but trouble the agent the buyer when she takes people on tour i guess when she moved in she was going to be taking all her friends to tour oh, her house okay Can, like, okay continue kind of, kind of, like tour are you running over right, here right okay well then my seller mm-hmm. sweet seller had all of her family helping her because she's now single mom they take the curtains and the rods and i think oh. the curtains were supposed to go but the rods were supposed to regardless the rods were supposed to stay i don't remember if both were stay whatever well of course when our very not happy buyer from the whole process shows up she is losing her marbles about these rods and i feel like she didn't do a walkthrough because this was happening after closing like she shows up <laughs> after closing the rods are gone she's so mad on and on and on i call my cl- my seller and i'm like hey do you have these rods do you you know you were supposed to leave them i need to get them back to her she's like okay no problem you know my uncle was helping me i didn't tell him he didn't it was an accident sure I get all the rods. The agent is involved at this point. I'm like, the rods are now at my office. If you can get them anytime you want. They never came to get the rods. Like, they didn't really want them. No. They were just angry about everything. And I'm like... (laughs) It's not about the rod. We had a lawsuit recently where the drapes were gone. Okay. And the rods were there. Right. And the seller would not give them back <gasps> because they were made by her grandma to match the bedspread. You're like, you're like, no, I need them. I'm taking them. I'm not parting with them. And the and the thing is, I don't think that the new buyer really wanted them. What? It's just the point. They weren't cute. I mean, my goodness. They were mm-hmm. like, ew. I mean, they matched a bedspread, if that tells you anything. So. <laughs> right. Those are not. It's not a good sign. And and they went to court over it. They, like, Ugh. sued each other over these drapes. I don't know how it is. There's ended. other stuff going yeah. on there. Yeah, but you're sure. right. It's terrible. So you have to remind the seller over and over again, you know, does your fridge need to stay? Does your washer dryer? Don't forget you got to leave the TV mounts. Like what has to stay? Don't because that's the stuff that's going to come up in the walkthrough and be sometimes hard to remedy. Yeah. Oh, I had in a walkthrough for my buyer. The seller took this giant concrete 
fountain from the front uh, courtyard. No. And truth be told, I learned a hard lesson because it was plugged in. And when you unplugged it, it didn't alter the the property. Right. It wasn't technically attached to the land. Like, yeah. But we were all like this giant hundreds of pounds fountain. No one thought it would go. Right. And they, again, were not in a great place and it had been a bad transaction and they took literally anything that wasn't nailed down. I got, I had to laugh a little bit because I got a purchase agreement from a realtor and it was like, you know, under things to remain, you would usually write refrigerator, washer, dryer. Mm -hmm. It was like refrigerator, washer, dryer, oven, dishwasher, doorknob. I'm like, like you've been burned. Yep. That's my first thought was you've been burned. You're just covering your tracks here. We're not going to let anything, we're not leaving anything up to chance. No. Mm Mm-mm. Yeah, and that's what the walkthrough is for, though, for your buyer to make sure everything is there that's supposed to be there. So I think you have to remember that's important. Now, do you do a walkthrough on every single house? I think so. Yeah, like why would you not? Yeah. You got to do it on new construction. You got to do it because you're making sure it's there. Mm-hmm. And who comes to the walkthrough? Let, we don't know. We don't. You're not taking an inspector. You're going. Yeah, just me and my buyers. Yeah, usually. just you and they the don't buyer. usually bring their parents. Like all the people that came for the home inspection are not usually there for the walkthrough. Yeah, I try to let them know this shouldn't take more than ten minutes. We're not going to be there right forever. Like like the this isn't the home inspection. We're, this should be a quick walkthrough to and make out. sure that we check everything yeah. and that utilities are on and that you're ready. Do to you move bring in. anything with you to the walkthrough? I don't think so. I like to print my repair list if there oh. is one mm-hmm. or a receipt if I need it, just so that I have it to quickly look back at and be like, okay, well here's the five things we have to check, mm-hmm. and then once we've checked them, I'm like. We're good. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like to bring the walkthrough form where they sign and say, we walked through. Yeah. And it was okay. Great. This is not a required form. I know. I think that I almost wish my office would require it. I actually just had an email from an agent I closed with last week asking me for my buyer signed walkthrough form. And I'm like, I didn't have them sign anything. And I kind of wish we had it as a requirement. So I will say I am probably 75% of the time good about getting it. And it kind of depends on the situation, Mm -hmm. if both of the buyers were there, if, you know, it's kind of because, you know, when something's optional, you're not as vigilant about it, but I will say I've needed it more times than I'd like to admit to be like, well, you you walked and mm-hmm. you saw, and even sometimes I'll take it to the walkthrough, and if I forget to get him to sign there, I'll have him sign him at closing. Yeah, and I'll be like, because we're all there then with our pins out, and I'm like, hey, just signing off that you did your walkthrough and everything was okay in the house, mm-hmm. and I do think that is a practice that everyone should probably have in their business mm-hmm. because it will cover you in case of a problem later. Another thing to think about is you have to be careful what you write in your listing description and what is in the actual purchase agreement Mm -hmm. because the purchase agreement trumps anything else. Yeah, it doesn't matter what. You could have said everything in the listing description. Yes. Um, For example, this was probably my year two. Okay. And I had the listing and it was one of my first listings and I wrote... In the listing description, to top it off, the refrigerator, washer, and dryer can remain with the home. Um, It was a very, very old refrigerator, washer, dryer. Mm -hmm. Very old. Okay. Like, the sellers didn't want it. They they even tried to sell them. Nobody wanted it. We get an offer 
and they did not ask for them. And under items to remain, it was just like in a. Right. So I'm like, look, they don't want the refrigerator. We get rid of and she was like, yeah, I figured nobody would want these things. She tried to sell them on Facebook. She tried to give them away. She tried to donate them. Nobody would take no. them. They were just super old. So they had a friend come over and put them at the road. Mm-hmm. Buyer's agent does not do a final walkthrough. We close. Everybody at closing is so happy. Mm-hmm. An hour after closing, I get a frantic call from buyer's agent. That's like, Alyssa, the refrigerator washer dryer is gone. And my heart sank because I'm like, was that? Wait, you couldn't remember. Yeah, I'm like, what? I don't think. I think we talked yeah. about this. So I sent her like a screenshot of the contract. I'm like, you did not ask for it. Right. She sends me back a screenshot of MLS saying that it can remain. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... That doesn't matter. And right. she, her broker was like, I'm sorry. Like, unfortunately, she's right. Like, yeah. you have to put it in the contract right. if you want it to be part of the act of sale. She lost all of her commission. Buying. And more. <gasps> because it wasn't a huge house. And she had to buy, like, new ones. Hmm. Like, refrigerator, washer, and dryer. Yeah. I mean, I learned, I felt so bad for her and I learned so much because seeing her go through that made me go, as especially as a new agent, I was like, oh my gosh. Does that make you now as a listing agent, do you ever double check? Like if your seller's like, we don't want them, we're going to throw them away. Do you go back now and are like, hey, did you want them? Because I I do feel like- for inspections. Me too. So like if they don't ask for it and I know my sellers would leave it, I'll just wait until inspections and be like, Hey, we'll leave the washer dryer fridge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with that's a great way to go with it. But yeah, now I double check like- More than once, right? You're like, what happens? Don't want that to happen. Hey there, are you looking for ways to save time and money in your business? Email Templates 101 is the communication system you need to bring ease and efficiency to managing your transactions and clients. Save time and avoid mistakes, all while providing a high level of service for your buyers and sellers. In Email Templates 101, you'll get 13 downloadable buyer templates ready for your personal touches. And 19 downloadable seller templates, plus six attachment checklists. Head over to hustlehumblypodcast.com slash courses to get yours today. Okay, so when I'm in the house, we're, we've gone in, we're checked the repairs. I also like to check cabinets, drawers, storage room, mm-hmm. trash, and then the attic. I don't go in attics, but I do, if there, if there was a lot of stuff up there, I might mm-hmm. tell the buyer, hey, if you want to pop in and just make sure it's empty, that's on you, but mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't, that's not a service I provide. I don't go in your attic. I don't go in attics, but you might want to look in there because you want to make sure everything is gone. There's always a kitchen drawer left behind. I know. I don't know what it happens with people, but there's one drawer in the kitchen. They're like, oh, I just totally forgot that one. Yeah. Um, Or a bathroom drawer or whatever. But, you know, check them all. Do you do any like running of appliances or water or flushing toilets? We do check and make sure that the water is on, that the gas is on if it has gas, that, you know, but we don't like run the dishwasher yeah, again. I usu- no, I usually just turn on all the faucets, check to look in underneath the cabinet, make sure there's not puddles of water anywhere. I'll flush a toilet. That's probably... I'm not going around and re-inspecting. No. Um, I do think it's important probably to walk around outside, mm-hmm. see if there are any red flags out there. Um, 
I'd like yeah. to check the mailbox one last time before I head to closing. So you can take them if it's theirs. Yeah, any yeah. other mail? Any other mail mm-hmm. for the old clients? Last goal for mail. Um, okay. I have a story for you. Oh, good. I had a client. He was my seller. He was not very nice. In fact, he was not someone that made it on my database. Okay. Yeah. He was <laughs> not very nice at all. He yeah. yelled at me many times. And then I had a buyer who, probably because the seller wasn't very nice, wasn't having a very fun time. And I don't think they did a final walkthrough or they did the final walkthrough and were like, everything was fine. We went to closing. Hours after closing, the buyer is calling me, the listing agent. The buyer had their own agent? Yeah. Okay. So angry at me. Oh. I remember this vividly because it was like a Friday afternoon. And I'm like lounging in a hammock on the back porch, <laughs> like days done. Yeah. Um, so angry because my seller left the wood pile in the backyard, like the, the firewood. firewood. And I'm like, okay, well, that's the, the firewood that he used for the fireplace. You can use it. Obviously, he didn't want it. She's like, I don't want it. And he needs to come and get it. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, he doesn't really have to come and get it. And I didn't really care for him. And so I'm like, here's his number. Good luck. Right. You two can duke it out. Did they fall in love and get married? Doesn't matter to me. I never followed (laughs) up. I was like, no, thank you. I said, look, he's not required to come and get it now, but you're welcome to follow up with him. Wow. That is so funny. Wash my hands of this. Wouldn't that be funny if they were like meant for each other? I I don't know. I don't think I don't think so. But I was like, oh my. But I have had more times than one when people after closing are like, but this. And I'm like, but you walked through. Right. You saw it. Yeah. Like it's th- we're done. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I have another one. <laughs> About holes in the wall. Oh. My seller. Uh, we're at closing. They have done the walkthrough. I'm trying to remember if we're at clo- It was right. They do it right before closing. Okay. I am eight months pregnant. Hmm. The buyer is an engineer. Hmm. And my clients in one of the bedrooms, spare bedroom, had some shelving that was hung that was like really removable. I mean, it was like a, a picture frame, right? Yeah. They take down the shelves. There are like a several holes in the wall. The buyer is... Not going to come to closing about these screw holes in the wall. So upset. And I'm like, I, I, my seller couldn't go, didn't, whatever. I just bought Spackle eight months pregnant and went and spackled the holes. Oh my gosh. It took me five minutes. It was, they weren't that bad. Yeah. They weren't that bad. I took a picture. I went to closing. At closing, the buyer is still so upset about this. And I'm like, look, it's done. Yeah, it's done done we're not talking about it anymore it's done because they wanted to keep like a hundred three hundred dollars i'm like no 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 this is like a five dollar can of spackle we're not doing this right i'm like i if i could do it you could have handled it so did they it. let it go it closed were they pleased i don't not my client yeah but i did the best i could to solve the problem right but i'm like we're not doing this yeah Remember last week with the glamour? This is the stuff you really do. Yeah. Right. I'm spackling holes eight months pregnant because I got to get you to close. Right. And you're losing your marbles over these. They were, it was not that bad. Yeah. It was not that bad. Um, Mm. Okay. What happens though? What are our, what are our course of action, our remedies if there is trouble? 
Oh man, I guess it depends on the trouble, but usually at that point, we're collecting some money. Yeah. Like if you're not happy with something that was or wasn't done, at this point, it's obviously not going to be done or done to your satisfaction. So we're going to just right. ask for money. I had a situation one time where I've only had one deal ever where they canceled during the final walkthrough. They were like, no, I'm not coming. What was it? The HVAC was not working. Yeah. And it wasn't going to work. It needed to be totally replaced. But it was a house that someone had flipped. Okay. And my clients were like younger first-time home buyers. And you were the listing? No, I was the buyer. I had the buyers. And I even felt like from the beginning, they were kind of trying to convince themselves to like this house. Yeah. It checked the boxes on paper of what they were looking for, but it was just kind of shoddy work. Yeah. And we kept getting not great vibes from the seller and just the way negotiations were going. And I was trying to keep their head focused on the house and not the seller, Mm -hmm. but they just kept going back to that. And even at the inspection, I said, y'all, y'all just don't seem, no, no, we're very excited. We're very excited. And I was like, okay. And so we did the final walkthrough and we walk in and it is hot. And the AC is running. Like you can hear it working. It is struggling, but it clearly hasn't been working in days. And so I'm like, okay, it's okay. This has to be fixed. You know, you don't have to close. It has to be fixed. And so I said, we're going to get an AC company out there. And they're like, we, I think we had even asked for some sort of AC repair or something. And she, and when we got this AC receipt, it was like, Sketchy. Sketchy. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't want them to call their AC company again. I don't trust this seller. I don't trust this AC company. And in my head, I'm thinking, me either. You're like, I, I, don't, I don't either. I, don't. I agree. I agree. And so I said, I called the listing agent who had been okay. And I said, would you mind if I just called like a local AC company to come look at this? And she was like, sure, whatever. And they were like, it, it cannot be saved. It is just... This one's dead. It is so dead. Like, the repairs would cost so much. Like, and so the seller, they did not buy the house. I'm trying to remember what happened, but my buyers did not purchase the house. So, obviously, the seller wasn't going to change the AC. I think that he was willing to, but it wasn't going to be done in time for closing. And so, they opted that... Yeah, you know what? It's a sign. It's a sign. Like they would have had to sign an extension. Yeah. And that's not required of them. No. It wasn't done within the parameters of the contract uh-huh, time frame. Uh-huh. So the seller was like, look, we ordered the new HVAC. It'll be installed next week. I'm sorry, we're closing tomorrow. We're canceling. It was a tough one. It, that it is kept, a hard one. It kept me up, but they... And I had to advise them because they asked me, like, we don't want it. What do we do? And I was like, I had to be honest and say, technically. That's it. You don't have to. You don't have to. I was not in a good. It was hard. No, That's really hard. And, you know, they ended up somewhere so much better. That, you're right. So they much knew better. in their heart that wasn't the one. I just wish it didn't take um, that. I think that bringing up extensions, it's a great time to talk about that with walkthrough. Mm-hmm. If something bad comes up, you better find a way for all the parties to agree on a remedy that can happen in time for closing. Mm-hmm. Because you're right. No one has to give an extension 
Mm-mm. Seller doesn't have to. Buyer doesn't have to. Now, if the seller didn't do a repair or did something in bad faith, I mm-hmm. think there would be more of a legal battle there. Yes. But let's say the seller wants to remedy it. Okay, fine. I'll change the AC, no problem, but I can't get it done for tomorrow. The buyer doesn't have to extend. Right. It's just not required. Mm-mm. It's not legally required. No. Okay. Very interesting. The other thing I wanted to mention in reference to remedies is when we talk about giving them money, sometimes it's like, okay, well, this thing can be done, but the person can't get there right now. You can put money in escrow. Mm -hmm. Like you could be like the title company is going to hold the $500 until the plumber gets there next week. Yes. But everyone's okay with that. And the money will be released when the repair is done. Meanwhile, the closing happens, buyer can move in, whatever. Because the other problem with walkthroughs is you're right, you're a minute before moving. Yeah. Sometimes it's like even the buyer feels like they're in duress. The seller feels like they're in duress. Everyone is like, we have to remedy this quickly mm-hmm. because the, the the ship has left the port. Yeah. Like we got to do this. Um, so escrow works great mm-hmm. for that because sometimes the seller doesn't want to give the money directly to the buyer. Mm-hmm. They don't feel comfortable with that. Um and then you could also reduce price, increase yeah. the closing costs. Well, like, I was told because of TRID, you but can't you reset change, it. Yeah, you can't change any of the loan terms. Yeah. So if it was a cash sale, I guess, though, yeah, the only cash way you could do matter. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you tweak anything with the loan so terms. escrow really comes into play. You have to do escrow. I know. What do you think about post-occupancy when you can't do a walkthrough because they're staying living there? And, you know, really in the last couple of years with the inventory situation, a lot of sellers have the leverage to be like, I want occupancy, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to have to be out for closing. I mean, I've had my own sellers, the majority of them in the last two years have gotten occupancy. Mm. So they don't, because I negotiate that for them because that's what they need. Right. And I'm like... And the buyers are just desperate to find a house. So they're like, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, hopefully it's not so much occupancy that they haven't packed. Right. And that you can kind of get a feel. But it really is. A, I, I do an occupancy addendum every time. Yeah. And try to just get enough of a deposit to where if something yeah. goes wrong. Right. Like here's $2,000 that's going to be the deposit if, if something is damaged during the move out. But mm-hmm. it is hard because... Yeah, but if you do the occupancy addendum the way it is done in our MLS, it's got you're providing insurance for your things. Mm -hmm. You're like having insurance for liability. Like you're going to leave the house in exactly the same condition as, you know, you're supposed to. Like Mm -hmm. it's all accounted for. Yeah. Yeah, but it is a little harder. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Do you do anything different? Yeah, we've that. No, pretty much the same thing. We use that addendum. And then sometimes the title company will, will withhold like $5,000 of the seller's proceeds yeah. until they are out of the house and the buyer has done a final walkthrough and yeah. told the title company they can release Everything's the Everything's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Usually everyone is okay with that. Yeah. If your seller isn't okay with that, then you have to kind of dig deeper. Are you trying to do something sketchy? Like, it's okay. Mm -hmm. We have to let everyone be comfortable. Sure. So, but I know it's rough as a buyer because you really didn't have a lot of bargaining chips. I think you have to be careful because when we get busy, it's one of the easiest things to skip. Yeah. Because you assume it's it's not going to be a problem. Everything's going to be fine until it's not. I know. Look, I had an investor recently who was like buying an investment to rent out. She was like, there's no way I can go. I only barely have time to get to the closing. I'm like, well, someone's walking through, so I'll go. I'll take video. 
you know, I'll make sure everything is where it was supposed to be. Do I want to do that every time? No, but definitely someone has to go. Mm -hmm. Like you can't, you can't just not go. Yeah. It's not optional as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. But I have had a, on a time or two where a buyer's like, I can't, I'm not worried about it. And I'm like, I'm worried about it. Right. I'll go. Right. And even then I'll sometimes still get them to sign a walkthrough saying that everything is okay. Yeah. You know? Because you can easily do a, you know, like a video while you do it, like mm-hmm. live. You can take a video and show them later. You can take pictures, whatever. Like, I have an investor who has bought several homes. He's my only investor that I haven't fully, I haven't fired him. Okay. But he also, <laughs> I have, I've had to set some boundaries with right. him. He buys in places that I would not feel comfortable going by myself, especially. And so I've told him, like, I don't know if I can work with you and help you. So what he does is he he just drives by and he 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 always offers sight unseen. Okay, so I was helping him buy this house. Put it this way. The house had no doors. <gasps> so he did not need me to go. Get in he and just out. called me out of the blue one day and was like, hey, I just saw this house. Will you write it up, you know, for $45,000? And I'm like, like sure. Who showed you the house? He's like, oh, no, I just walked in. There's no doors. I was like, okay. So okay, trespassing. Fine. Cool. Yeah. Great. Great trespassing. Way to start out on the right foot. Right. So I wrote the offer. It got accepted. Everything was fine. It was a cash sale. Was it a cash sale or did that matter? No, not a cash sale. Um, He was getting financing, but it was some sort of investor thing. So I had never been to the house. He Mm -hmm. he did his own little walkthrough, knew he's gutting and replacing everything. He just, this is just, this is why I haven't fired him. Right. Because he's He's easy. easy. Yeah, he doesn't care. And um, so... It was during COVID, mm-hmm. and they put a hold on all VA loan foreclosures. Oh, right. And apparently, that the, the previous owner had a VA loan sure. on this home. And sure. they have to investigate it to make sure that the foreclosure was not COVID-related. And Got if it. it was, they were going to make some exceptions. Mm-hmm. So we had to do like a two-month extension okay. because this had to be investigated. That's what it was. I remember this story. It was a cash sale, mm-hmm. but it was still it was on the other end. It was this, yes, it was on the other end that we had to be delayed. Mm-hmm. So um, he's like, okay, well, that's fine. We'll just wait. We'll just do an extension, you know? Mm-hmm. So we do a two month extension. And so I'm not going to do a final walkthrough. He can go do his own <laughs> final right. walkthrough. Right. You're like, oh. <laughs> he always does. He just goes and does his own final walkthrough. So I get a call from the listing agent mm-hmm. and she's like, Alyssa. <laughs> There's trouble. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, what? What happened? And we're closing like that afternoon. She's like, I went to get my sign. No lockbox because there's no door. Except there are doors now. And the house has been renovated. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. And I'm supposed to send like the VA foreclosure, a walkthrough video showing like the house is same as it was. And I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. I don't understand. So she sends me these pictures. I'm like, wow, it looks great. And she's like, yeah, I don't know what to do. So I called him. I called my buyer. I'm like, did you tell Miguel that closing had gotten extended? He's like, sure, I did. Well, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I forgot to tell him. 
he forgot to tell his contractor. Mm-hmm. And this contractor, he uses him for all of his things. And he lives in them while he renovates them. Yeah. That's just like his little thing that he has with my my client. Mm-hmm. Did not get the memo. Mm-hmm. So the house was done pretty much. And he'd been living there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I called the listing agent back who was thankfully great and explained what happened. And she was like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to close. <laughs> as soon as possible. This afternoon. Go sign right now. We're just going to close this out. I mean, th- but technically, I guess, the VA could have been like, thanks for renovating this house for us. We're going to keep it now. Yeah. We're going to hold this foreclosure. Yeah. Now we'll sell it for way more. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was so crazy. The, the one and only time a house was way better than when. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Isn't that interesting? I, and right, people do do the weirdest stuff. Mm-hmm. I had an instance where the house I was selling, my listing, had a big workshop in the back where they did like car, they worked on cars. And it had this car lift. And during the repair negotiation, the buyer's agent said, well, look, they would like to have this or something about the car lift. I'm like, look, the guy's willing to leave. He was taking it with him because it was worth oh, okay. it was worth a couple thousand dollars. And I'm like, look, he's willing to leave the car lift. It's worth at least two thousand dollars in lieu of repairs. So he doesn't have to move it. They can sell it or use it or whatever. And she was like, okay, fine. Like it worked out. A couple of weeks go by and she's like, really having some trouble. Um, nobody wants to buy this car lift and it's not really worth $2,000. And you said it was worth $2,000. It's only worth $900. And mm. I'm like, okay, one, I don't know anything about car lifts. No. So mm-hmm. this is what the seller told me. She's like, I mean, does he have a buyer for that? And I'm like, I have no clue. Let me find out. So I call him. I'm like, hey, do you know someone that wants to buy this thing? He's <laughs> like, no, I was just going to put it on like Facebook Marketplace. It's really easy to sell stuff like that. You know, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. He's not, it's not the first one I've sold. On and on. So I tell her, I'm like, look, he doesn't have a buyer. He was simply going to put it on Facebook Marketplace and sell it. And, you know, she says, well, I have to handle this for my buyer because they're very upset. And I told them that it would be easy to sell. I'm like, first of all, I don't know why she was inserting right. herself yeah. into this deal. Mm-hmm. But... I'm like, well, do what you want to do. She's like, I'm going to list it on Facebook Marketplace. I'm like, okay, fine. Well, I guess nowhere in my world did I think she would like go to the house and sell it. That they don't own yet. Oh my gosh. One day, randomly on a Saturday, she calls and is like, hey, we're going to be at the house. I'm showing someone the car lift. I'm like, fine, Mm -hmm. fine. I know you're trying to sell it. You can show it to them, whatever. Several hours go by and she calls and she's like, hey, listen, I just wanted to tell you we'll be here a couple more hours. (gasps) It's taking a while to take it down. I'm like, (gasps) oh, no. I'm like, come again? It's taking a while to do what? What did you say? Oh, no. Yeah, we found a buyer for that car lift and they brought a trailer and they came from like an hour out of town. So, I mean, they've got to get it done. It's not yours. You haven't closed. I'm like, oh no. Okay. How how much did they buy the car lift for? Oh, for the $2,000. Oh. I'm like, okay, great. Because that's what we told the buyer it was going to be worth. But all of this is so weird. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? They, 
you you can't just take it. Like no. it's not closed yet. It's fine if they want to come back in a week after closing and get it, but it you, you can't know. Well, they're already halfway through it. I mean, I thought you said we could sell it. I'm like, when you own it, when you own it. You can't sell something that's not yours. I'm like, this is oh my crazy. She's like, well, I've got the cash right here. And I'm like, oh, hold please. So what'd y'all do? Hold I the call, cash. I call the seller and I'm like, I was so livid about this situation. Yeah. It put me in a really bad position. He's out of town. He moved out of town. I call and tell him what's going on. He's like, well, I guess get the money and then we'll just, you know, like we can hold it until closing. So I, first of all, mm. on like a Saturday. Okay. On a Saturday. I have to jump in my car to meet an agent and strangers who are removing this car lift and so I could collect the money. Cause she's like, oh, I'm so hungry. I wish I could get a drink. I've been here all day babysitting them. I'm like, well, fair enough. You can't let strangers be run amok at the house. It's not even she yours. Wasn't like I'll come back later when y'all finish. I was so mad. She mm-hmm. hands me the money. She's like, well, look, it really wasn't 2000. It was only 1800. And I'm like, I can't with this right now. If the seller's upset, I'll just give him $200 oh because this is outrageous. I took the money praying that I don't get attacked or like, I'm like, just get out of here. And then I leave. I tell him I have the money. We wait until closing day. And then I give them the money back. Wow. I was beside myself. That is so crazy. Who who would even think that was, but y'all, you cannot assume that people have common sense, (laughs) that they understand the process, that they understand what it, like, you need a, you, this is exactly why you have to do a walkthrough. Yeah. Like, you have no clue what people are doing or thinking. I've had people take toilet paper holders. I had someone take the toilet seat. Oh. Did why? they? Why? Oh. It was like one of those foamy why? ones. And my, my client, my buyer was like a single guy and we noticed it in the walkthrough. In fact, he did not notice it. I noticed it. And I said, hey, man, you're going to need to run to Home Depot after closing and grab a toilet seat. And he was like, what? I'm like, they took that green foamy one. You don't want that anyway. No. And he was like, okay, yeah, no problem. But the truth of the matter is they weren't allowed to take it. Right. You should have gotten 30 bucks. But again, this is what I like to call client management. Could I have made him angry about it and Mm -hmm. been like irate and like, we need a toilet seat? No. I was like, hey, dude, you're going to have to take 20, 30 bucks and go to the Home Depot and get yourself a toilet seat. This is not a big deal. Probably for the best. It's all in presentation. It's all about the presentation. Yeah. Because buying a home comes with some responsibility, right? Yeah. It's not going to be. He didn't toss up us at all. I was just like, hey, you didn't notice this, but I'm seeing there's no toilet seat. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, okay. Sure, I'll go get one. Wow. Weird stuff. People yeah, take the weirdest they stuff. They do. But a lot of times they take weird stuff <laughs> and the buyer's like, I wasn't going to keep that anyway. Mm-hmm. So thanks. Like bathroom mirrors. Oh, the bathroom mirrors. TV mounts. Yeah. What else has become a problem? It's always the window coverings. And you know, funnily enough, I feel like our purchase agreement says the window coverings and like all associated, whatever the wording is, it seems very clear. It means curtains, blinds, 
Is it on your window? Rods. It stays. If it's there, it stays. But there's been a lot of hemming and hawing about this and other, and it seems like, I mean, no disrespect, sometimes it seems to be more male agents than not that are like, well, I mean, it didn't say curtains. I'm like, that's a window covering. Right. Do you, is this just semantics? I had a situation where the house had a koi pond. Oh God, they took the fish? They took the fish and yeah. the buyers were irate. Like, we don't want a pond. We want a koi pond with koi fish. And the seller was like, well, these are my pets. These are my pets. I mean, I can kind of see it both Me too. ways. Me too. It's not a yeah. koi pond without koi, and those definitely seem like pets. Yeah, and they're expensive. <sighs> right. So you really have to walk through to catch all of that. But you also have to sort of think in advance when mm -hmm. you're looking at a particular house, what could be a problem? Yes. A swing set, a fountain, um, right, anything that's- Pool equipment. Oh, my gosh. Yes, the pool equipment. Like- there are a lot of the little the appliances that may the washer dryer fridge are they staying are they not were they in the contract were they not like all these things yeah I've had a seller um, take grandma's rose bushes out the flower bed yeah not allowed yeah unless you tell us right beforehand mm -hmm. I've had clients who were like this was a great one this was pretty recently. Hey, all of our light bulbs, we changed out to those LED smart bulbs where we oh, can gosh. talk to them. <laughs> and we need to take them all with us when we go. But we, something, and we hadn't even done the inspection yet. And I'm like, okay, you need all of your light bulbs to be changed before the inspection. Because if they come in here and, and find out what you have and they want it, they're going to want it. But if you change it to where they, if it was going to look the same. Right. And it's just a regular switch. Like they had it programmed to their phone. Right. Um, I, yeah. I need the door lock. I need the doorbell. I need the, this. I need the cameras. Okay, fine. But we have to know all of this up front. Right. At the walkthrough where when you're packing up to leave is not the time for us to discover that you're taking anything that was installed, the yeah. dining room light fixture. Yeah. No. Mm -mm. And don't leave stuff behind either. Right. Don't take things you're not supposed to take and don't leave things behind. <sighs> you really have to have some forethought. You do. You do. <laughs> and be like, try. this is why our, in the templates, Yeah. again, we have ones that are important for the seller and the buyer in regards to this. Mm -hmm. Like, But especially the seller, you, keep, stay in line. These are the rules. The thing with walkthroughs is that typically they are not a problem. Typically, but I find but them to be- when they are a problem, They're incredibly nerve-wracking. Yes, yes. Because I'm like, I don't feel good about it until I'm done. Right. And I'm like waiting to look at the my buyer and be like, are you happy? Yeah, are, are you, you good? I can't really read you every, right now. Right, is everything okay? Right. Because I don't know. Hmm. And then I just be like, it's so great. Yes. So I love happy. this yard. But a lot of times you're like, it's so dirty. And I'm like, I, I know. It, that's the number one complaint. And I'll just be like, I'm really sorry. Cleanliness, unfortunately, is subjective. They haven't done anything wrong per the contract. And you'll just have to clean it. Welcome to home ownership. I know. And I feel bad. Welcome to home ownership. You have right. to clean your house. I've heard stories of... Um, like sellers taking all the fruit off of a fruit tree. Oh my gosh. Or like, just like the plants, but yeah. Anything is possible. Right. Anything is possible. And there, it's usually, it is all covered in the contract, but nobody reads that. Mm -mm. So you need to be familiar with your contract and be able to paraphrase it for your buyers and your sellers. Yeah. So they know what to expect. But if someone wants to take something like a dining room light fixture and they tell me on the front end, because I ask, is there anything attached to the house that you need to take? 
when I'm doing my pre-listing, I'm like, you have to change that now. Yeah. Before we hit live. I understand that your light fixture is beautiful and that is why you want to take it. But it might be also the reason why someone sees this dining room and is like, I love this house. Right. You got to change it out. Change it out now. I had a recent client with like a really cute breakfast room fixture. She said, I looked everywhere for it. It wasn't very expensive, but I would like to take it. And the more we talked about it, I'm like, okay, well, you have to replace it before we list because it's very cute. And I think it would draw some attention. So you've got to, and she's like, you know, I'll just, I'll find another one. I don't even know if I really need it. A lot of times when you push the seller and you're like, okay, that's okay. Mm -hmm. You can keep it, but you have to do it now. Then suddenly they're like... Well, yeah, I, I just don't, don't really want it to do become that. a negotiating item. Right. Mm. Yeah. But that's the easiest way to end up with angry buyers, angry agents is take something you're not supposed to. Yeah. The bathroom mirror. It's always the bathroom mirror. I know. Why? Why do they want the mirror so bad? I know. It's so weird. It, when I moved, I was lucky to like get everything I needed out. Right. <laughs> it was so hard, I let know. alone take extra things. Yeah. Oh, and then, of course, the furniture brokering we won't get into. But a lot of times people are like, I want to keep this or I want that. Can I buy this outside of closing? I'm like, I don't sell furniture. Mm-mm. But I have more than I would like to admit. Yeah. Okay. Happens. Um, anything else on walking through? I think that's it. Great. I love it. Just remember it's important and you must do it. No exception. Yeah. No exceptions. Okay. Toast. You ready? Mm-hmm. Jessica Price is toasting to Leslie Shin in Savannah, Georgia. Okay. Okay. I would like to toast Leslie Shin. She is not only the best stepmom, but she also, but she has also been a good mentor. She has re- really encouraged me to pursue real estate and also told me about your podcast. That's sweet. I haven't taken this new career late. Oh, wait. I wouldn't have taken this new career leap if it wasn't for her. That's so sweet. I love and that. And it's your stepmom. I know. That's wonderful. That's awesome. Cheers to Leslie. Leslie, and thank you to Jessica. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all go out there and do your final walkthrough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sign your forms. <laughs> Don't forget your forms. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to ratethispodcast.com slash hustle humbly and leave us a review or drop a comment if you're listening on Spotify. If you have an episode topic or someone you'd like to toast on the show, please email us at team at hustlehumblypodcast.com. Find us on social media at Hustle Humbly Podcast. Don't forget to find all of the free resources at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. See you next week. This is the good life.